0: I've got no pods to hold me down To make me cast or make me frown I had casts, but now I'm free There are no pods on me (laughs) What do you think of that?
1: Oh, that was unexpected, yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, but the meaning of that song to me Is that he's got no pods Uh Uh-huh So think about it
1: Yes, okay (laughs) Okay You want to start the show? Yeah, let's start the show.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Me, Mom, and the Mouse, a podcast about the joy of watching cartoons with your family. We're watching every film in the Disney animated canon and talking about how it was made, what it means, and why we love it or don't. My name is Isaac Coleman, and I'm joined, as always, by my mother, Rue Coleman. Hello. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Isaac?
0: I'm doing all right. I mean, I've got no
1: pods. (laughs) They're not holding you down, at least.
0: That's true. That's true. This week on the program, we're continuing Disney's golden era with 1940s Pinocchio, with supervising directors Ben Sharpstein and Hamilton Luska, Additional sequences directed by Bill Roberts, Norman Ferguson, Jack Kenney, Wilfred Jackson, and I swear T Hee.
1: Yeah, I know all about T. He.
0: <laughs> well, by all means tell me about T Hee.
1: I just meant I'd seen his name on the several things. Let me look him up real quick. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I mean, according to Wikipedia, he was an animator and an animation director. Yep. His real name was Thornton He. But he went by T. Hee because I guess if you were going to work in animation and caricature and you were blessed with the name Thornton He,
1: I mean, you might as well make it. A, yeah,
0: might as well do the dang if thing. You're going to be
1: in movies. You got to have your movie
0: name. So, Mom, what do you think about Mr. He's film Pinocchio? What does this movie mean to you?
1: oh pinocchio i have definitely seen this movie a lot of times i don't think i've ever gotten to see pinocchio in theaters like i did snow white i pretty sure i did get to see it though when i was growing up it's one of the ones we owned on vhs this one was never one of my favorites but i always enjoyed watching it watching it again i i I always forget just how much like alcohol and smoking there is in this movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which makes me a little surprised I was allowed to watch it. But, you know, it's all depicted as bad. So I'm sure that's why it was okay. Right, right.
0: For me, I probably saw this movie and that's the best I can do. We didn't own it growing up. This feels like a movie. I must have watched at like Great Grandma's House or something. But I think my brother and I are probably the only two American children, maybe ever, who watched the Roberto Benini Pinocchio More than the Disney Pinocchio.
1: (laughs) It's so true.
0: For those who don't know, Roberto Benigni is an Italian filmmaker. He's best known for the movie Life is Beautiful, uh, which won a bunch of Academy Awards and is one of the best movies ever made, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. It's an absolute masterpiece. Five years later, he followed it up with a live-action adaptation of Pinocchio, which everyone hates. Yes. I enjoyed it as a kid especially once i was old enough to read subtitles the much better italian version i have not watched it since then i do not know if it holds up i will not be finding out (laughs) it is a movie where a 50 year old man plays pinocchio i'm sure it's fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's been a long time since i've watched it too but i don't remember it being awful just not Great,
0: <laughs> but and I also read the book for sure. I assume you've also read the book.
1: I don't know that I've ever managed to get my way all the way through the book. I did start reading it once, and I can't remember if I ever finished it. If I have read it, I've only read it the once, and that's probably why I don't remember it very well. But uh, I didn't find it super interesting, as I recall. Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't read it super recently. But I think I've read it a few times. I definitely did read it when I was younger. Yeah, definitely probably the elementary school phase when I was just reading everything. If yeah. it was a book, I'll read it. Of course. Um, you know, before you become an adult and your will dies.
1: <laughs> Until you get stuck at home for three months and then you can read tons of books, at least in yeah, my well, case.
0: It's not what I've been doing. But obviously, like, there's a ton of cultural osmosis. With this movie, anytime you go to the Disney parks, When You Wish Upon a Star is a super famous song.
1: Right. It is It is the Disney song, basically. As soon, after right. this movie, it has been basically the theme song for the entire Disney company ever since.
0: Correct. Despite it, like, barely being in the movie.
1: <laughs> well, it's the beginning and the end. Of, it's the most important.
0: Watching the movie with you, which is the first time I really, you know, consciously have watched it uh-huh so much of it was like oh i know who this character is i know what this <laughs> scene is i know what this song is but i hadn't seen the whole movie and uh, i didn't like it very much <laughs> but we'll talk about that first we mentioned the book the right. adventures of pinocchio mm-hmm. in 1937 while they're making snow white and the seven dwarfs an animator named norman ferguson brought a translated version of the book which was published in 1883 so it had been around To Walt Disney, who had somehow not heard of it before.
1: Well, you know.
0: Ferguson recalled that after reading the book, quote, Walt was busting his guts with enthusiasm. (laughs) And Walt goes, this would be absolutely perfect for our third movie. (laughs) Because following the success of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which we (laughs) talked about last week. Yes. He got started on a movie called
1: bambi and bambi did not come out for a while
0: (laughs) no it did not we will talk about it on its episode but bambi was an absolute nightmare (laughs) and it would not be released until 42
1: apparently he uh was definitely into things that were gonna have the drama element in there bambi's got it right up front and even pinocchio it's all about all the things pinocchio does wrong
0: right Definitely. And
1: the terrible situations he gets into because of it.
0: But so Bambi, they're having all sorts of trouble with the animation. It was just becoming a huge project. Yeah. And uh, they need to make money. Right. So they move Pinocchio ahead in production. Uh Uh-huh. They change the book a lot. Um, yeah. And I mean a lot, a lot. As I say, it's been a little while since I've read the book, but I like reread the Wikipedia summary of it. Mm -hmm. uh, Because watching the movie, I was like, is it the book very different yes it is it's extremely <laughs> different
1: yeah, not the fr- um, not the last time it's going to be that the book is extremely different from the disney movie definitely
0: one of the biggest changes they made that disney was like really insistent on was he wanted pinocchio not to be a jerk mhm in the book and from what i recall in the benini movie pinocchio is absolutely selfish and yeah. cruel he is a total total brat.
1: He is a bad boy.
0: He doesn't really learn his lesson until the very end. Other Uh than that, every time he, like, makes amends or apologizes for something, it's temporary and it's usually because something like, brutal and horrible has happened Mm -hmm. to him.
1: And it's mostly, like, oh, I'm so sorry I got caught or I'll apologize if you'll help me out of this.
0: Yes. So they really wanted to make him a good character and very friendly. They also like there are many different iterations of the design. And basically they they kept wanting to make him more and more human. (laughs) The two character animators, Ollie Johnson and Fred Moore, who were drawing him, kept making these designs and Disney didn't like it. And Disney didn't like it. And they made another design. Disney didn't like it. So a younger animator, Milt Call, Uh was like, you guys are obsessed with him being a wooden puppet. You're trying to draw him like a puppet. And his idea was, quote, forget he was a puppet and get a cute little boy. You can always draw the wooden joints and make him a puppet afterwards.
1: (laughs) That makes sense.
0: Call makes a test sequence. He shows it to Disney. Disney is like, this is great. This is exactly what we want. Mm -hmm. They also wanted him to have a good character yeah to help lead him through the story and so that is where they take the character who is a minor character in the book uh-huh. who tells Pinocchio be good and Pinocchio kills him with a hammer <laughs> oh. if you want to know how the book differs from the movie
1: <laughs> no cricket <laughs> or at least not for long
0: no there's a cricket he gets killed with a hammer by yeah. our protagonist <laughs> um In this, of course, they make the character Jiminy Cricket and they make him into a conscience and a good person, question mark? Yes, yes. I was like... We're going to talk about
1: that. <laughs> yes, we are.
0: Disney also now that uh, he's made a ton of money, he's this huge success. He got 8 Oscars. <laughs> he wanted to cast more famous voice actors? Oh. Uh I have to be honest, I have not heard of really any of these people. Uh, well. Cliff Edwards, Dickie Jones, who's in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, I guess, Frankie Darrow, Walter Catlett. I haven't heard of these people, uh-huh. so no, my not, not really. suspicion is these are not like super famous actors, but I bet if we were around at the time.
1: Possibly, yeah.
0: I- I'm guessing these are sort of mid tier actors whose <laughs> fame has not, you know, lasted 80 years, which is fine. Right, right. But uh, they're-, they're certainly bigger names than in the previous movie. Mm-hmm. They also tried to get, or technically got, the most famous voice actor of all time, Mister Mel Blank.
1: Uh huh.
0: If our listeners haven't heard of him, Mel Blank, of course, was the voice of every Looney Tunes character. Right. Essentially.
1: But what did they want him to do in the movie?
0: What they wanted him to do in the movie was voice Gideon the Cat. <laughs> But then they decided Gideon would be mute after he recorded all of his lines. Uh So the only line that makes it into the movie is a hiccup he did. (laughs) But when you hear Giddy hiccup, that is absolute voice acting legend grandfather of the entire (laughs) industry, Mel Blanc.
1: Well, you know, at least they did kept him for something.
0: And he was also, we talked about this, but it got cut out of the final episode. But if you recall, he was also... Supposed to be in Snow White Uh as the voice of Dopey. And then they decided Dopey needed to be mute. Um.
1: Apparently, this is a thing with his characters. Apparently. As far as
0: I can tell, it only happens these two times. But it's weird (laughs) that it... It's one of those things where it's like, if I had a nickel for every time this had happened to me, I'd have 10 cents. But it's still weird (laughs) that it happened twice.
1: It's true. Uh, And his voice is so good. Why would they... It's not like they would listen to his voice and think, oh, that's terrible. We just can't keep it.
0: (laughs) Right. And the thing is, with (laughs) Dopey, they were like, from what I read, they were considering him for the role, but he hadn't recorded yet when they were like, oh, he's going to be mute. (laughs) So he just like got dropped from the project. And this, he recorded all of his lines and then they deleted them.
1: Hmm. So I
0: don't know why that was.
1: I don't know. i would never felt like I miss Gideon talking, though. Um it just feels fine for him to be another mute character to me. For
0: sure. Obviously, they're still, you know, pushing the boundaries of animation in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, that underwater sequence.
0: That underwater sequence is really the big one. Right. They had, like, okay, so at this time, animation. You've got character animators. They mm-hmm. animate characters. You've got background artists. They draw the backgrounds. Right. And you've got effects animators who create everything that moves other than the characters. So vehicles, machinery, uh-huh. weather, shadows, water, fantasy effects, you know, like we saw in Snow White. Okay. And this movie had the most effects animation of any movie when it came out, and they really put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. There was an effects animator named Sandy Struther who kept a diary about the year he spent animating splashes, ripples, huh. bubbles, waves, and the illusion of being underwater.
1: Oh, I could believe it. It really works.
0: Absolutely. And like, he did an amazing job and the underwater sequence is, you know, truly incredible. Uh-huh. But it's also like, you know, that was this guy's entire year. He's drawn <laughs> bubbles. Right. It's amazing. The movie comes out. It is hotly anticipated. Unlike yeah. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs where everyone's like, huh, can, you, can you believe this? This <laughs> one, it was like, Oh yeah, we are so excited Uh to see, you know, what Disney's got going on.
1: What's next? We love Snow White. Let's have something else.
0: And overall, it did pretty well critically. There were some people who were like, well, it's not as good as Snow White. But there were (laughs) a lot of people who said it was as good or even better. It was not a box office success, though.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Apparently, though, your great-grandmother actually got to go see it when it was brand new. Wow. She liked it. (laughs)
0: good for her but uh she was definitely among the minority against a 2.2 million dollar budget initially again we don't have true box office numbers at this time but it only made like 1.4 million dollars so it did not do very well it eventually made its money in theatrical reissues yeah. especially after World War II, <laughs> when more people are able to go to the movies again and they can release it in Europe and Asia. Uh-huh. Walt himself, though, was reportedly pretty bummed by how this movie performed.
1: I'm sure he was probably hoping for another big hit. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he always was hoping for a big hit.
0: Well, of course. I mean, you, you read how hard people worked on this. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's basically the background I have on this movie. It's it's kind of a minor thing, I think in Disney history, like it's, you know, it's not like Snow White where it's super groundbreaking achievement. It kind of is, you know, it's, it's a bit of a sophomore slump.
1: (laughs) Nobody remembers what's number two, just number one.
0: So with that, do you want to talk about this number two?
1: (laughs) Yep. Pinocchio. I always feel like I have to say Pinocchio. (laughs) Like they do in the (laughs) It's just the. I have seen this movie a lot more than I've seen the other one. Then
0: you should then you should say it like that every time. That's <laughs> <is> my opinion. <laughs> so the movie starts with Jiminy Cricket singing "Wish Upon a Star." Yep. And already I forgot something that I wanted to say during the intro, which briefly was about the design of Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket's character design was made by a guy named Ward Kimball, uh-huh. who described him as a little man with an egg head and no ears.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And he said, quote, the only thing that makes him a cricket is we call him one.
1: It's so true. I kept thinking he's a cricket, but he couldn't even make cricket noises with his legs at all. Like he just has regular <laughs> legs and he's wearing pants, too. So he's wearing pants. There's no way he he doesn't even carry like a, a violin or something to make cricket noises nope. with. He just. Nope. He carries an umbrella. He's just a small green guy. He is. His name is just Jiminy Cricket. Like, it's his last name. Doesn't mean he's a cricket.
0: Much like Pinocchio is just a kid. Yeah. And then, you know, has Sharpie-markered wooden joints onto his elbows, and that's it.
1: Well, no, he has a weird nose. A person wouldn't have a nose quite like that.
0: You can't say that about somebody. (laughs) Got a weird nose.
1: He has a wooden nose. It's like a stick stuck in his face. it's pretty rude.
0: <laughs> so the movie starts with Jiminy Cricket singing "Wish Upon a Star."
1: When you wish upon a star. Yes, and he's sitting on a book. So they they kept with the they kept with the theme of the book, except it's an animated book, not a real book this time.
0: Yes, and also it did. It almost kind of felt like you know a very like knowing nod at Snow White. Like again, just think about this being this hotly anticipated <laughs> sequel. Like you know this is this is the Avengers. Maybe I should say the Avengers Age of Ultron.
1: (laughs) Oh, I wonder why you're comparing those two.
0: (laughs) I can't imagine why. Uh, And, you know, where it's like, well, we all love the first one and we're all coming to this. So there's (laughs) these kind of sly nods in the same way you see the book, but we're not starting on it. We're starting with the, you know, quote unquote cricket on top of the book, Mm -hmm. who then opens the book and starts reading from it
1: right and it's almost like he jumps into the book
0: <laughs> yes there is a as he's jumping into the book really as he's jumping up to the cottage in the book there's like cricket cam
1: yes with the jumping
0: where we're seeing it from first person perspective where it's jumping and uh you told me apparently this freaked your great-grandmother out when she no, saw it. my the grandmother
1: theaters. your great-grandmother <laughs> it was pretty surprising not the sort of thing that they would have seen before i guess um, it's so right. hard to imagine now, and I I found myself wondering, okay, how did they do that one? Is it just a camera trick where they bou- move the camera up and down over the multiplane camera <laughs> as they move it forward and up and down? I don't know. I was just wondering.
0: I, to be honest, I don't know either, and I'm okay not knowing. Oh, that yeah. that can be one of those things that's just sort of magical. Yep. Uh, so can we get a, <laughs> a I guess a Pinocchio
1: mom status? Pinocchio's mom is tricky because, of course, he doesn't actually have a mom. He is a wooden puppet. So, presumably, I mean, you could either go, there was a tree he was cut from, or potentially you could say the blue fairy is like his mother because she actually brings him to life. No, it's the tree. She gives him life like a mother does. No, it's the tree. So, so. It's the tree, though. It's a tree. It's a tree. <laughs> mom's
0: <laughs> status leafy. <laughs> I,
1: I think mom status is either leafy or blue, so you know.
0: It's it's a tree though.
1: <laughs> Pretty sh- I suspect <laughs> Pinocchio's mom status is alive but unseen.
0: Yes, because that's what happens when you take wood out of a tree. You leave it alive. Well, you
1: can. I didn't. I was thinking like you put your glasses back on and face the facts. Pinocchio's mom is dead. (laughs) I was imagining
0: the tree. Pinocchio's
1: mom is dead. (laughs) I was imagining the tree that, like the acorn came off of, that his tree grew from. So separate trees.
0: (laughs) So you're saying Pinocchio himself is a tree? I mean, he he was. He's. This is the least comprehensible mom (laughs) status of all time.
1: Yeah, well. We got a.
0: We got a. (laughs) Abandoned (laughs) bit! So Jiminy Cricket breaks into. This home <laughs> that he is cricket cammed over to uh, because he's a monster and a thief and a vagrant.
1: He's definitely a vagrant. He's wearing rags. So, once again, we're starting the movie with somebody in rags. <laughs> There's a lot of you go. surprising uh, parallels between this movie and Snow White that I didn't remember ever noticing before because I don't know that I've ever watched them back to back. Except, is Jiminy
0: Cricket the main character? Uh, I mean, this I think is part of the problem of the movie is that. Pinocchio's supposed to be the main character. Yeah. But he's not really... He's not our point of view. It's... Yeah. And he doesn't have much agency. We'll talk about this. Mm -hmm. We do actually see Pinocchio here. He's kind of creepy. Because he's just a puppet. He's just staring blank-eyed at the wall. Except, again, he's a puppet who looks very much like a human. (laughs) So, I don't know. I found it a little unsettling.
1: I thought it was a pretty good trick to be able to make something that is going to be a character with emotions later be so plain and dead-eyed i guess now like sure you know it's an interesting trick that the animators had to do i i tend i watched this one thinking a lot more about the technical part of it than the actual story i think because i've seen it (laughs) so many times you were having to watch it because the
0: story is really boring
1: (laughs) what uh This one has a lot of visual gags, and I had forgotten just how much of the movie is. If you look away from the screen, you're missing the bits. This is true.
0: We're definitely getting a lot of those gags now as mm-hmm. Jiminy's hopping all over the room. He's looking at all the different carvings, uh, because Geppetto, I don't know. Another thing about this movie, we gotta address sooner or later. Okay. Geppetto's
1: a creep. <laughs> What? He makes music boxes and puppets and things carved out of wood? First of all,
0: the Geppetto in the original
1: book, Uh he's
0: very poor. Uh He's friends with a woodcutter who finds a talking log (laughs) and gives it to him because he's like, I know you need wood and also this thing is cursed and I hate it. (laughs) But he's very, very poor. Geppetto in this, he's got so many extravagant carvings Uh and he doesn't seem to be selling them at all. That's true.
1: It's true.
0: His cottage doesn't even look like a store. There doesn't, you know, there's no sign out front (laughs) as far as I could tell. He's just like, got
1: them. It's a one room building too. Like his bedroom is in the same room as his carving room. And you wouldn't have your bed in your shop room. If you walk into somebody's house... And they have
0: wall to wall dolls. And clocks. You're walking out of that house, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're turning right around.
1: Well, you're being like, nope, this person's a murderer. And I do know some people who own that many dolls.
0: You own a lot of dolls.
1: Yes. But I don't have wall-to-wall.
0: You want a lot of dolls, and their unstaring eyes do greet you whenever one walks into your home. (laughs) But you ain't got Geppetto dolls. No, I don't. Anyway, Jiminy's looking at all of these wooden carvings. Uh, He gets on a music box. He grabs butt.
1: (laughs) There are quite a few.
0: Patty fingers.
1: Yes, very many butt jokes again.
0: And Geppetto wakes up or walks out for i can't remember why but geppetto shows up he has an austrian accent (laughs) yes the actor was austrian and he's not even trying to do an italian accent which is a little weird i was expecting i mean i was expecting stromboli (laughs) because you know this is an italian book it takes place in italy but it's also disney in the year 1940 so i expected everybody to be like "Hey, pizza pizza like just the most ridiculous italian accent um <laughs> but he shows up he's so excited about pinocchio this puppet for some reason he's
1: making he, he, he's apparently lonely except for the fact that he does have a cat and a fish so you know he's not completely alone
0: right they're like we gotta double down on animal companions <laughs> So the animal companions are, as you mentioned, Cleo, the fish who he calls his water baby. It's weird, Mom. It is. Also
1: his little mermaid. Geppetto's
0: a weirdo. (laughs) And Figaro, the cat, cat, who wants no part of this and is therefore by default the best thing (laughs) in this house.
1: Figaro's kind of the grumpy of the movie. You know, the breakout uh, character that you didn't expect to like as much as you did. At least that's how I felt about Figaro.
0: Maybe, but they don't commit to him as hard as Grumpy. He's not really a curmudgeon.
1: There is the part
0: where Geppetto forces him to open a window. (laughs) Like, he just... He's a servant for Geppetto. Let's call it what it is.
1: Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, Geppetto does this dance with this doll, which is weird. And he sings a song that is not very good.
1: (laughs) All the clocks go off at once, which is hell. It's apparently... um, A song called The Old Music Box that there are lyrics to, but they didn't actually include them in the movie.
0: Again, Jiminy is like, he argues with a creepy-faced puppet, he's flirting with a couple of girl puppets. Uh, All of this is very normal. This is all a very regular thing to see and do.
1: (laughs) It's true that Jiminy doesn't seem to be able to tell the difference between things that are actually alive or things that are just... Mechanical? Very strange.
0: And then there's like a long sequence of everybody going to sleep. And again, this is where Figaro's forced to open the window in a very long <laughs> sequence that's funny, but it's also like, man, Figaro, you gotta unionize. You gotta rise up.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Once he finally gets the window open, Geppetto's like, oh, it's a wishing star. The wishing star. Oh, z- yes, it's z- a wishing star. <laughs> Oh, I must go wish on it. And here is my totally normal wish. I wish that the puppet I was dancing this was alive. <laughs> it's just, it's a very strange thing to wish for. And look, obviously I'm being facetious. We're having fun. We yep. all, you know.
1: I mean, it's Pinocchio. That's what he's got to do. He he's has to have a real live puppet or it's not the story of Pinocchio. <laughs>
0: but why does he want the puppet to be alive? Yeah. Is the idea that he's lonely?
1: I- I'm assuming the idea is that he's lonely. He he wishes he had a family. I don't know. Here's the thing. He- he's-, he's actually I... kind of cruel to Figaro even in the earlier part where they- he's dancing with right. Pinocchio. Because he makes the puppet pet Figaro and then kick him in the behind. And it's like, right. you made your puppet kick the cat. <laughs> That's so rude. It's... Yeah, here's the thing.
0: Obviously, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. We're not dealing with particularly complex characters. No, Like this, it's a very impressionistic movie. It deals in very broad strokes, but I feel like I get all of the characters. Mm -hmm. I get what they want. What they want makes sense. The order of events pretty much makes sense. (laughs) This movie, I don't know about. (laughs) So Geppetto wishes for the doll to be alive. Jimmy tries to go to sleep. There's a bunch of noise.
1: Because there's there's a building full of clocks and snoring and there's all silliness with that.
0: And uh, he yells quiet at everything and it all goes quiet and he goes, after all, enough's enough. (laughs) Because he's just like, he's just doing bad riff tracks on the movie throughout (laughs) the movie.
1: (sighs) And I mean, we got to talk about Jiminy. He does make commentary on things a lot.
0: It's a very interesting choice that Pinocchio's conscience is like kind of a weird hobo, you know? (laughs) I, again, having not really seen this movie that I could remember before, I knew Jiminy Cricket was the conscience and the vision you always have is like him singing When You Wish Upon a Star (laughs) and doing consciencey things. And I was like, oh, he's going to be a scold throughout the whole movie.
1: (laughs) Nope. He's really not. He's just this guy.
0: (laughs) He really is just this guy. He's just a weird home invader. <laughs> so the blue fairy shows up and uh, it's a very beautiful sequence. It's a very Snow White-esque sequence. It's yeah. really allowed to play out. Nope, not, not at all because Jiminy Cricket shows up and he's like, wow, it's a wonder what they can't do these days. Yuck, <laughs> yuck, knee slapper.
1: Yeah, but I was looking at the blue fairy and she has done very amazingly. Parts of her are are see-through parts of her aren't she is she's uh very cool to look at it's true it's
0: true i got no beef with the blue fairy (laughs) but that's the thing so like she turns pinocchio alive and she's like if you want to be a real boy you'll have to be a good person
1: nope you have to be brave truthful and unselfish specifically those three things and jiminy of course has to be like ha
0: that won't be easy yuck
1: yuck waka (laughs) waka
0: And it's like, I'm kind of enjoying this moment with the blue fairy.
1: <laughs> I do like all the music boxes in Geppetto's house, though. I think they're very cool to to look at. I mean, I'm just interested in the unique music boxes and clocks he's got going on, even if they are mostly annoying.
0: <laughs> I agree. The anim listen, the animation of this movie is pretty impeccable. Yeah. I don't think I really have a bad thing to say about any of it Uh i mean it's just it's fully gorgeous yep and there's so many different modes of it right where Mm -hmm. it's like very realistic italian town and i have mentioned those they drew as they pleased books before um one of them talks about the man who like designed most of the look of this movie and especially for the backgrounds of this movie who grew up in italy yeah in an older part of italy so he's sort of drawing his childhood home and like it feels so real it feels so specific and so sharply observed
1: yeah that's in that first one that you loaned to me it was very cool to read all that
0: so i agree and all the music box animation is really great but it's i don't know it's sort of weird we're sort of snow white you know it's like dramatic scene comedic scene yeah this, we're kind of mixing the two, and I don't know that it always works for me. <laughs> you know, if we had a scene of Geppetto being lonely, and then a separate scene of Jiminy Cricket, like, goofing around with the music boxes, mm-hmm. I think I would enjoy both of those scenes more than the sort of combined scene where I'm like, I don't understand, like, is Geppetto lonely? I think that's what we're supposed to assume, but <laughs> I, we don't really feel it. Yeah. Anyway, the fairy makes Pinocchio uh, alive. And Jimmy Cricket won't shut up. So she's like, hey, we can all hear you. <laughs> he shows up. He's blushing. Apparently, the only thing he likes more than uh, wooden dolls is <laughs> giant women who could step on him.
1: Big, giant fairies.
0: And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, would you like to be Pinocchio's conscience?
1: <laughs> yeah, because, because that's better than giving him an actual conscience of his own. <laughs>
0: Shady Drifter, you will lead this boy.
1: (laughs) You will help him become a real boy. And uh, she gives him nice clothes. Yeah, because apparently you can't be a conscience in rags.
0: Listen, poor people just don't have morals,
1: Mom. Uh, Apparently.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But he gets nice clothes. He wants a gold
1: badge. She says no. She says maybe later.
0: (laughs) She says maybe later.
1: It's Mm. a real mom thing to say. I want this. I want this. I want this. Maybe later. (laughs)
0: So translate the mom speak for me.
1: Uh, Usually that means no. (laughs) (laughs) It usually means please be quiet. I am tired of you begging.
0: So then Jiminy Cricket's like, all right, Pinocchio, we're going to learn you how to be a real boy. First and last lesson. Give a little whistle. (laughs) And always let your conscience be your guide.
1: Sing a very loud song while your father is asleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kids. (laughs) He won't hate it. In fact, like Geppetto, he'll wake up and he'll be overjoyed. And this is where I wrote my notes, board.
1: (laughs) That scene also reminded me of the scene where the dwarfs are going up to the room where they think there's a monster. Because Geppetto's like, there's something in the house. And so he's doing the whole candle and shakiness and looking around and being all nervous.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's similar. Anyway. Go on with what you were saying. I'm not sure it's as good. No.
1: But yeah, so he shows up. They do
0: another dance. Jiminy Cricket hits on a music box girl again. (laughs) Pinocchio wants to know why he has to sleep and go to school. Because afterwards he's like... Oh, I am so tired. We must go to bed. <laughs> we must say the shamans and go to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't actually get to learn any good life lessons from his father. Yeah,
0: apparently. And Pinocchio, you know, is asking, why do I have to go to bed? Why do I have to go to school? Why do I have to learn? And it's... That moment, I think, is kind of endearing.
1: Uh-huh. Well, he's acting like a little child, brand new baby child, who only knows how to say why, because they don't understand anything.
0: But this is, I think... I've been kind of dancing around this. This, I think, is my biggest problem with this movie, Uh is that they make Pinocchio too good. (laughs) Now, I understand this is what some people actually like about this movie, especially as compared to the book where, you know, there is no reason to like him for like 90% of it. Right. I understand how that is frustrating. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, like the book, this movie is a pretty simple morality tale Uh the entire story and theme and message of this movie is be good not bad very true but pinocchio isn't bad at any point he gets punished a lot for being bad but he's just kind of naive and the world takes advantage of him and i don't feel like at the end like uh, at last he's finally being good it's more like i just feel sorry for this like (laughs) Poor, mistreated
1: kid who didn't ask to be born. And doesn't really get any proper guidance, is what I was thinking. Because, of course, the next day, Geppetto sends him off for his first day of school. He sends him to school. On his own. This is a brand new, one-day-old child. Exactly! (laughs) And And, and And while he, of course, has, you know, some of the knowledge, of course, of a much older child, because he can speak and walk and all this stuff... He knows nothing about the world, so you'd think at least on the very first day of school, maybe you'd walk him to school, introduce him to the teacher, that sort of thing.
0: Right, surprise, you have a wooden child.
1: <laughs> other boys his age are definitely walking to school on their own, I get that. Um, but he's, what? I mean, not his age, no, his size. No, other, that's other exactly boys what I was going to say! Other his size.
0: <laughs> other boys his age are not walking to school, other boys his age are like...
1: spending all day asleep
0: yes it's and this is this is another thing not to keep like harping on this point but the book takes place over a long period of time it takes place over years the movie is condensed into like 36 hours
1: Uh, it's probably a little more time than that but not much
0: is it though is it a the one evening well, that's or is there scary. no i think there's a second day
1: i think there's at least two days but still and possibly going into a third i mean and the who knows how long it takes him to get back and then do the a whole underwater that could be going on longer than it seems they don't actually give you a time frame on that but i but yeah I,
0: it feels like a very very short amount of time
1: yeah this movie is definitely one of those don't overthink it <laughs> to enjoy <And> it just <laughs> Just let it flow. (laughs) I guess. But it's true. I'm like, "Mm, Geppetto, you you need to be teaching him a little better than this. (laughs) It's not just magically child.
0: And look, again, Snow White is the same way. I'm not trying to be one of those like, ah, it's a plot hole. It's a plot hole. The thing is, Ultimately, I was not very engaged Uh by most of this movie. Uh So, you know, I find myself thinking about these things a lot more. And I don't care about the characters as much because of these things. And I don't care about, like, the thrust of the story as much. Uh Because it's supposed to be this internal conflict. But Pinocchio doesn't really (laughs) change. I think it's a mistake to make him good. At least to make him this good. And to make the whole movie in general a lot less dark. I, I... I'm not saying we have to be as dark as the book. I'm not saying (laughs) we have to be like murdering Jiminy Cricket. Although, you know,
1: maybe. (laughs) You weren't a fan, I'm guessing.
0: Overall, though, it's, I think this is kind of the worst type of Disney adaptation where it's like, we're going to sand all the edges off. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, we lose some of what makes the original story interesting. (laughs) That is essentially my take on this movie. Yeah. This is not, you know, to say that anyone's wrong if they like the movie. A lot of people love the movie. A lot of people, again, specifically love the choice of making Pinocchio good. (laughs) Those people aren't wrong.
1: That is just
0: (laughs) my opinion.
1: Yeah. I don't know that I completely agree with you, but I have a harder time thinking as critically about the story of this one because I have seen it so many times and it becomes a bit more nostalgia for me. Sure. So um, when I watch it, it's remembering the other times I've watched it without really thinking it through. I, there are certain things now that flag up that I'm like, mm, that's weird. Like, as I said, Geppetto <laughs> sending Pinocchio off to school. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know,
0: that's, that's definitely <laughs> part of the thing is that I don't have much nostalgia for this movie. Like, yes.
1: At some point
0: as we work through this podcast, we're going to talk about a little movie called Treasure Planet.
1: <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there.
0: This is a movie... That I absolutely love uh-huh. and that you can poke at least as many holes into as For I poked sure. into Pinocchio, if not more. It <laughs> is in many ways a bad film that I fully love with my whole heart.
1: Your time is coming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, I don't I don't even say I love this one with my whole heart, just that it doesn't stand out as much to me, the plot holes and the like that.
0: Here's the other big problem. Not try to be a plot hole poker, but here's the other big problem. We are now 27 minutes into this 90-minute movie. (laughs) That is a long time to just be in house with Geppetto, the (laughs) weirdo. And for nothing really to happen.
1: Finally, though, we introduce the villain. Uh, A villain. One of many villains.
0: I think my favorite characters of the movie. This is where I'm pretty bored at this point. But these two show up and I'm leaning forward. (laughs) I'm engaged a little bit again. That is, of course... Honest John Worthington Fowlfellow, who is a fox, and Giddy the Cat, who is a cat.
1: (laughs) Gideon is his full name, but they'd call him Giddy throughout the whole movie as a nickname.
0: I really feel like when these two are on screen, the movie kind of comes alive for me. They're a lot of fun. They're my favorite genre of Disney villain, which is like mustache twirling cad.
1: (laughs) I think of them as... Well, okay. Okay. Honest John is definitely a con man. Giddy, he's a lot more of the just hit everything with a hammer, apparently. I love, he has a giant (laughs) ballad. It's funny. He does. And he's got the long sleeves again. Apparently a mute character means you have to have sleeves longer than your arms. Sleeves covering your hands. I don't know why. It's a thing.
0: It's funny. it's funny. It's funny. though. Yeah, you give me like a fast-talking con man mm-hmm. and his bumbling sidekick. <laughs> and I'm like, mmm. <laughs> don't mind if I, I'll take a little sip of this. <laughs> ah, that's the good stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, they walk up. They see a poster for Stromboli's Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a little conversation about it. And then Pinocchio shows up. And I can't remember what's in it for them i assume there's some kind of payment involved but they're like you want to become an actor
1: they are going to sell pinocchio to stromboli that's right because um they're talking about when they see the stromboli poster honest john is like to giddy remember when i put strings on you and sold you to him as a puppet (laughs) (laughs) you forgot about that's what he says so good (laughs) um and they're like yeah that was so great (laughs) what a great trick we pulled on stromboli and so then there you know ah you know nostalgia for that great trick we pulled oh a little wooden boy (laughs) a wooden boy (laughs) it's so we can make some money off of this
0: even you, just doing it, just recite the whole Honest John scene for me, please. And thank you. <laughs>
1: dude,
0: and again, Pinocchio is not really bad. He wants to go to school, but they physically manhandle him into taking this other road. Uh-huh. And then they sing. This also is like, oh, I didn't realize this song was from this movie, but of course it is, <laughs> which is the high diddle dee. An actor's life like for me. Yep, And I did write down in my notes here Giddy has a big mallet underlined twice (laughs)
1: Good stuff Uh, That's so funny Uh, And and, and here again where I feel like Jiminy Cricket is doing such a bad job as a conscience because he keeps getting separated from Pinocchio He's like, let's race to school and he runs off out in front and doesn't keep an eye on Pinocchio so Pinocchio gets lured away and then Jiminy Cricket's like what? Where? What? Where is he gone? And then he finally bumps into him and is like, wait, what? <laughs> you need to live in this kid's pocket. Exactly. Or on his shoulder, at least. Or in his hat. That's the whole point of being a
0: cricket. Yeah. We go to Stromboli's circus. Stromboli's character design is pretty offensive. And there's that's what it is.
1: Before they get there, though, I don't know if you realized... I'm trying to remember. Is there like an interruption on the road where Jiminy Cricket is talking to Pinocchio... To try to tell him, you know, we're n- you're not going to go with them. Yes, there is. He's And he's actually standing in, I don't know if you recognize this plant. It's called a Jack in the Pulpit flower. I did not recognize he's, that. He's preaching at Pinocchio from the Jack in the Pulpit flower.
0: All right, that's pretty good.
1: I didn't know if you would catch that. So I wanted to point that out because that's what's going on. That's what the deal with that flower is. That type of plant is called Jack in the Pulpit. Anyway, Stromboli, he is, he's a bother. Right.
0: Then we go to the a character who in the book, he had a real name. It literally translates to fire eater. Oh, that seems familiar. I'm probably going to say this wrong, but it's something like Mangia Mm -hmm. But in this, they're like, nope, he's named after a food. (laughs) He has the Italian stereotype (laughs) accent. And we are drawing him in a way that's going to make people in 2020 feel a little bit uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Stereotypical gypsy.
0: I mean, we all know. If you're listening to this, you know. It's not good. And whenever he gets upset, he starts talking in Italian. Which Which you you
1: you kind of assume he's swearing in Italian. At least that's how it always felt to me. Yep. I don't know what he's actually saying, though.
0: I don't know. I could look it up, but I won't. (laughs) And this is, of course, where we have... I Got No Strings, Yep. which even though it is only the second most famous song from this movie is what I always think of first, Uh in no small part because of the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer that used it to great effect.
1: That I think is one of the best uses of that song ever, and I kind of wish that the creepy Ultron version was longer. Because it's so fun to listen to. It's true.
0: I was going to save this for spin off sequels, remakes, whatever. I can't remember the name unless I'm staring directly at it.
1: Spin off sequels, remakes, rides, and reboots.
0: Thank you. It's my segment, but only I she knows know. the name of it. I
1: just, I love it.
0: <laughs> but yes, it's, I mean, that trailer is great. It's arguably better than the movie, and I actually mm-hmm. really liked that movie. I think this movie would be better if Jiminy Cricket was like, I've been thinking about meteors, <laughs> the purity of them. <laughs> Be my meteor, Pinocchio.
1: <laughs> I was actually a little weirded out by that particular nickname for Pinocchio. This time, I'd forgotten he calls him Pinocchio all the time.
0: I think exclusively. Pretty, Pretty close. close. No,
1: because he's ho- when he's calling for him, he's like Pinocchio.
0: Geppetto, you want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. <laughs>
1: Stromboli is pretty creepy, though.
0: Stromboli is creepy. The "I Got No Strings" song, I think, yes. is a really good sequence. This is we're talking about the animation. The lip syncing in some of this is a little off, but I love that he is that Pinocchio is still animated yeah. like a puppet, even though you know mm-hmm. he has no strings. He's still clearly. I know they did a ton of like model mm-hmm. work and referencing on this movie, and a lot of these Walt Disney era uh, yep. Disney movies, of course. And it's clear that they were looking at how actual marionette puppets move and they were imitating those movements and it looks Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. and it's great. Pinocchio also meets a lot of, uh, how would you describe these lady puppets Um. for our PG rated (laughs) podcast? I was
1: just gonna say girl marionettes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but they're very...
1: Much older than
0: him. <laughs> These are the sadder but wiser puppets. <laughs> there you go. There's a German puppet. There's a French puppet. There's a Russian puppet. Everyone in the audience loves this act. <laughs> and Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's <laughs> like, well, I thought he needed to go to school, but he's a success. So <laughs> yeah.
1: maybe I was wrong. And he leaves. <laughs> he, he doesn't leaves! even go talk to him or anything. Apparently, being an actor is okay as long as you're a success.
0: Right, and of course, they make a ton of jokes about how actors don't have consciences. Ah,
1: what does an actor need with a conscience anyway, yeah.
0: yeah. There's a lot of jokes about, like, being a good person versus being an actor, which are kind of funny, but it's also like, Walt Disney, pay your actors. Yeah. Pay and credit your voice actors. Uh, then Stromboli kind of rules in this next scene because he is both eating food and <laughs> counting money with a giant yes.
1: <laughs> it's a It's a big old knife.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a cutlass. <laughs> it's like if a pirate pulled out a cutlass, and Crocodile Dundee was also there to pull out a larger cutlass. <laughs> that second one would be what is working right. with here. Pinocchio's like, all right, I can't wait to be an actor every day for the rest of my life. I'll just go home and then come back. Yeah,
1: I'll go tell my father about my big success.
0: And again, not to poke holes in this movie, but it seems like Straboli should just be like. All right, yeah, that works. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Curtain's at nine. Instead, he's like, no, you are a slave. <laughs> yeah. Which, <laughs> you know, not for nothing. Seems like if Stromboli just wasn't an abusive weirdo, Pinocchio could have just had a successful career as an actor, and that could be his life, and he could send plenty of money back to his dad. They don't make it seem- Like he's
1: being bad. Yeah, it's not like he's being a bad boy by running away from school.
0: So <laughs> a lot of people who drop out of school to become actors. And if they find success, you know, you could live a perfectly happy, wonderful life doing that. I don't know.
1: It's less of he's doing a bad thing and more of he's got himself into a dangerous situation and doesn't know it.
0: Right. And by got himself into, again, was press ganged (laughs) into it by a fox. And he is a literal infant. So he was like, I guess. You seem like a nice chap. And also Stromboli says, uh "When you are growing too old, you will make good firewood." <laughs> and he throws an axe at an existing puppet, who it's implied is already being used for firewood. Yep. Has this has this happened before? Has Stromboli just been? Are there other living puppets, or has Stromboli just been taunting
1: <laughs> dead puppets? What is going uh, on, Stromboli? I assume that it's when his you know the puppets wear out because. If all their dance numbers are as energetic as the one they did with Pinocchio, I can definitely see them getting damaged over time.
0: So Here's the other thing, though. Burning a regular puppet is not a bad thing. (laughs) You know, he throws the axe at the puppet and it's like, oh no, he's killed before. And it's like, well, either there are multiple living puppets, which is a big question mark, (laughs) or, you know, he's just been disposing of trash. I don't know. It's just... The morality of this movie is all over Mm. the place, which is a problem when you're literally making a morality play.
1: Yeah. He's definitely a much more disturbing villain, though, I think, than either Honest John or Giddy.
0: Yeah, I would say so. In part because, again, in this scene, he straight up says, like, and when you get old, I'll kill you. Yeah. Stromboli, of course this is going to make Pinocchio want to escape. It's true. Whereas if you just, like... (laughs) (laughs) Hear me out. What if you just employed
1: him? Ah, <laughs> oh, but he wants all the money for himself. I will say the scene where he it gets all upset about the the washer in mi- the midst of his gold coins and then gives it to Pinocchio didn't make any sense to me when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on there. <laughs> I just admire
0: the audience member who paid with a I washer. I know,
1: right? And, and... and was not discovered. <laughs> I was honest, John. Let's be honest. Honest John was like, Oh yes, I'll pay for a ticket. <laughs> yes. That I'm sure that was him. And though so he gives it to Pinocchio as his wages.
0: Again, Stromboli all capitalism is bad, but like you you just dress it up a little <laughs> bit and people will live in this system their whole lives and never question it, Stromboli.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: So Pinocchio whistles, which Jiminy was like, anytime you whistle, I'll show up. So Pinocchio whistles, of course, Jiminy
1: doesn't show up. Yeah, he left. It's not his mind. (laughs) Because he left. He does eventually change his mind and decide he's going to go at least say goodbye to Pinocchio.
0: Right. He decides of his own accord, eh, but I'd like to mooch off this kid a little (laughs) more. He completely fails to help him. This goes on for a little while. But then the Blue Fairy shows up. And finally, 50 minutes into the movie, Pinocchio tells his first lie and his nose starts growing. Yep. Which not only continues to grow larger and larger, but conjures up a nest and two uh-huh. birds. <laughs> Pinocchio can create life.
1: Very, very creepy. Because that's how that's how trees grow, right? They just grow birds' nests with eggs. <laughs> yes. in?
0: This is lending credence to your theory that Pinocchio is in fact a tree. <laughs> um, but the blue fairy, of course, frees them. Then we have a scene in the Red Lobster Inn which is kind of funny because that's just a restaurant now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not
0: that we can go to it because we're Jewish and it's like all seafood. Yeah. Giddy and our old pal Honest John are uh-huh. here and they're doing all kinds of bits. Giddy makes a smoke ring and dunks it like a donut, yeah. which I really enjoyed. There is a Cockney guy. The
1: Coachman. <laughs>
0: and it's great because he offers them like a whole bunch of gold. He's like, would you like to make a whole bunch of money? And Honest John is like, who do we have to kill? <laughs> exactly. Explicitly, he says, who do we have to throat slitting motion Honest John is fully ready to be a hitman yeah. and then he's like no no I don't want you to kill I want you to find stupid boys <laughs> kidnap them and we'll take them to Pleasure Island
1: yeah, gonna, and then they're nervous about that the Pleasure Island <laughs> but the law <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really understand what the law has to do with Pleasure Island, but he's... hes Listen, we'll
0: do, we'll do murder, but we draw the line at deportation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: do murder, though. You want us to kill a kid? <laughs> so we like to talk about our favorite scenes. Uh-huh. This is mine. When Honest John and Giddy, the next day, grab Pinocchio, mm. Honest John does a whole bit of... Where he's pretending to be a doctor, and he's just, like, throwing out this mix of total gibberish and words that almost fit. It's so fun. He does this whole bit, and then after, like, running around, you know, yelling, quote-unquote, doctor things, he says, You are allergic! (laughs) Like, it's a death sentence. It's... Hilarious! Again, these are my two favorite characters, and I I fully love this scene.
1: (laughs) I think my favorite scene is the the music boxes and the clocks. Oh, yeah. All the different uh, actions and things that they do, that whole silliness. I think that's my favorite bit.
0: Well, you're really winning out because my favorite part is like probably 90 seconds, and your favorite part is 27 minutes Eh, long. Not quite that
1: long, but they do it both at the... Don't they do it again at the end?
0: (laughs) They do it twice in the beginning and once at the end, I think. Depending on what you're counting in. Exactly, uh, but
1: I mainly mean, I like watching the music boxes and the clocks do their things. So yeah,
0: so they're like the only cure for your you know deathly allergies. Which hey, I can relate. Man, it's so true. <laughs> is to go, of course, to Pleasure Island to be kidnapped by the creepy coachman. Mm-hmm. It is here that Pinocchio meets Lampwick.
1: Yeah, who's who sounds and looks like he's in his twenties. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, And he's got giant buck teeth and they... (laughs) I forgot to count his fingers. Does uh, Lampwick have five fingers or only four? I don't know. Let's Google a picture of this boy. I'd been kind of looking at everybody and most of them have the five fingers. Geppetto has five fingers. Pretty sure Pinocchio, as a wooden puppet, only has four.
0: I actually read about this when I was reading about the like character designs they did with him. Pinocchio specifically has four fingers and Mickey Mouse gloves. Uh-huh. Because they were trying to make him so endearing, they were like, well, let's not reinvent the wheel. Everyone loves Mickey Mouse, so they wanted to give him the Mickey Mouse gloves
1: ah. and fingers.
0: But Lampwick, I am seeing here, has the full five fingers. I
1: thought he probably would, yeah.
0: So yeah, they go to Pleasure Island, which of course is like this paradise for bratty boys. Yes, yes. Um, and I gotta say, every, like, movie or book I've ever read of Pleasure Island, I always do kind of be like, this does seem awesome, though. (laughs) A little bit. This one's a little weird because it has, like, a jail. Like, there's this big police officer side talking about, like, the roughhouse.
1: That's, that's not a police officer. It's like a, um, a roughhouser. He's just holding, like, a a billy club. Like a boxer or wrestler or something
0: yeah you're right i guess i just i don't know i was not clear on what uh, exactly amenities the rough house was party to um
1: it it's basically let's go have a big rough and tumble fight
0: sure uh, <laughs> still seems good they're passing out uh cigars to everybody which seems less good but the model home there is a they have a model home that is like a full-size mansion yes. That is open for destruction and kids can just walk in and break this. And I'm like, if somebody figures out (laughs) a scalable way to do this IRL. Right. This would be every kid's like preferred destination. This is actually
1: one of the sort of things you were able to do way back at Coney Island around the turn of the previous century. Not this one. (laughs) One of the things you could do at Coney Island was break things you could go break dishes not just like you know throw a ball break a dish you win a prize but just it was just actually like have fun breaking glass that rules we need to bring and it people back. thought well, it was like oh scandalous
0: <laughs> bring it back now listen every city now has like a hundred escape rooms take half of them <laughs> And make them into break stuff. rooms. <laughs> I'll go as an adult. Are you kidding me? After I have a crappy day at work, I'm like, man, I want to go to a break yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: got to get your giant mallet and your little glass figurines. Sounds great. <laughs> 10 out of 10.
0: And as you mentioned, there is a lot of cigar oh smoking goodness. and a lot of drinking.
1: I'd forgotten just how much smoking there was in this movie. But Geppetto has a pipe. It's
0: 1940. So this is how much kids actually smoked at this time, right? <laughs> This is just an accurate depiction. I don't know. I wasn't alive back then. About to make a joke that gets (laughs) this show fully canceled,
1: folks. I'm trying to remember what other attractions there were. I mean,
0: there's like a big Ferris wheel. There's a clown. There's like candy. I don't know. (laughs) It's, It's plenty of hedonistic delights. There's also Blobman.
1: Oh, it's true. This is one of the times of the movie where I feel like the animation, the age of the animation shows, or maybe it was just the way they wanted to do it. Cause I felt like, you know, the, all that when they're showing the big crowds of boys, they all look very um blobby or, you know, not, very indistinct. I should say the other boys, except for Pinocchio and Lampwick. And then you're correct. But, but and that that's is... not, I know that's not the blob men you're talking about, but then there's also the coachman's, assistants who open gates or close gates or do other things like that they are just weird blobby men and at first you think oh they're just in the shadows you can't see them they're just shadows because you're not supposed to be looking at them but then you see them again later in the light And they really do just look kind of like blobs. It's very odd.
0: The Black Blobman, I think that's an intentional stylistic choice. I at least hope it is because I think it's cool. (laughs) Clearly, I enjoy this movie more the more fantastical it gets. And so I like that the Coachman's... And, like, you know, that's what I enjoyed about Snow White, too, is how it's really impressionistic. And so, like, I enjoy it the more it gets impressionistic like that where it's like, why does he have to have literal human henchmen? There's already magic afoot. Let's just make them like creepy blobs. Yeah.
1: And you definitely get uh, several hints about what is coming next. There's some real foreshadowing going on.
0: There is a lot of foreshadowing. The coachman says, give a bad boy enough rope and eventually he'll make a jackass
1: of himself. Yes.
0: Jiminy Cricket shows up a little later. Lampwick chases him away and he goes, go on, make a jackass out of yourself. Uh uh There's a lot of, do you get it? They're going to be, and shortly are, they they turn into donkeys, of course. Yep. Very famous element of the Pinocchio story. You spend... Well, in the book, five months, <laughs> or uh, here, like a clean hour, uh, yeah. a few hours. 45 minutes <laughs> at Pleasure Island, and you are turned into a donkey. Mm-hmm. And we see the blobman and the coachman pushing donkeys onto a ship. There is a donkey boy named Alexander who can still talk and cries for his mother and it's horrifying (laughs) and he is not rescued alexander just lived out his life in misery it's pretty bleak yeah
1: i did notice that when lampwick transforms completely into the donkey it's a shadow transformation kind of like it was in snow white like you see his shadow on the wall as he transforms not you see him and you see pinocchio's reactions and it's really good i mean
0: the transformation sequence Is really effective. And this is where they're like doing the most to sell Pinocchio as a bad kid. Like when he's smoking and there's the big sequence of him making funny faces as he smokes, of Mm -hmm. course. And yeah, Lampwick is transforming and literally begging for his life. It's, as you say, it's very similar to the transformation sequence in Snow White. You see that Jekyll and Hyde influence again. And it's it's pretty upsetting yes and so jiminy cricket and pinocchio escape into the water pinocchio has donkey ears and a tail but it seems like mm. once he leaves pleasure island the transformation stops
1: yep i don't which is sort yeah, of yeah there's no explanation of how the transformation works or if it stops because he chooses he's not going to be bad anymore but it it's actually he's kind of chosen to stop the things before he gets the ears and the tail So I'm assuming it's the location somehow.
0: And, you know, as we've noted, if Jiminy Cricket stayed with him, (laughs) if his dad stayed with him.
1: Teach him a few things about life. Explain some things.
0: As soon as you leave him alone I feel like if this movie's about anything, it's about like the world is a cruel place. <laughs> and like the second Pinocchio is left on his own in any situation, the forces of evil are ready to take advantage of him. Yeah. Which is why you gotta be present for your kids.
1: Good lesson, good lesson. So he Pinocchio does finally go home to find his father, and nobody's there. Mm-hmm.
0: And so naturally a magic bird shows up. <laughs>
1: yeah and gives them a note from the blue fairy saying that geppetto has been swallowed by a whale named monstro the pacing of this
0: movie is so weird where it's like here is the next scene pinocchio (laughs) go to it yeah it's not like pinocchio discovers that pinocchio has no agency is what i'm getting at yeah he is not a compelling protagonist because until the very end he doesn't really make he doesn't really take an action of his own accord. Right. He's just doing whatever whoever is near him tells him to do, which in this case is go to the next scene mm-hmm. with Monstro.
1: Yep. Here's where I feel like he's finally showing the first of the three virtues that he is supposed to develop. He is brave. That he is. Because although part of me is like, is he really brave or is he just naive and doesn't realize how bad Monstro is going to be? Yeah. But- he he does get even after they're swallowed by monstro he does uh, i believe still act bravely
0: we have to talk about this underwater yes. sequence we talked about it a bit up top but it is absolutely gorgeous
1: yeah it holds up so well you, it is weird that jiminy cricket can breathe underwater yeah i'm not bothered by pinocchio because he isn't a, a fully alive he's a piece of wood right. doesn't actually have to breathe But there's no explanation of Jiminy Cricket. And that's just a little weird. And here's the thing.
0: It is weird. It is weird. And I knew we were going to make, you know, we were going to talk about it and probably make jokes about it. I want to point out that sort of thing doesn't bother me at all. It's true. That sort of logical failure doesn't bother me because I'm like oh it's a Disney right. movie. But the ones that break the characters that's where I'm like eh. But yeah there's I mean we have a lot of business they clearly know like this is our bravura sequence. Right. This is the thing people are gonna talk about. So the right. movie slows down quite a bit which I appreciate and really lets you live in this. Mm-hmm. We're doing some more butt jokes. Lots of
1: fish. Lots of plants.
0: The only female character Jimmy Cricket does not seem to be into shows up which is a fish (laughs) who is very into him it's true i wouldn't say overall that i found this sequence really funny per se Uh like i'm not laughing at it like i am with the dwarfs in the previous movie but it is sort of you know it's pleasant it's gently interesting It's a a visual feast. And then, of course, after a lot of buildup where all the fish are scared of him, we get the reveal of Monstro, which is the best looking thing in the movie, I think. Monstro is truly scary.
1: Mm -hmm. Yet another villain in this many villain movie.
0: Yes, he's another villain. And he is painted in like, he looks different from everything else in the movie. He
1: does look very different.
0: And I feel like whales on their own, I don't necessarily find them scary. No. But this whale, they like really make him scary. And they really emphasize the size of him as compared to our heroes. Yes. If you're a kid and your entire life is defined by being, you know, a little thing in a big world. (laughs) Big is innately kind of scary. Yeah. So yeah, Monstro is here. They enter his mouth and the scene of his mouth with all the sharp teeth that whales don't have. But that's okay.
1: It's true. Eating big tuna that the whales don't eat is
0: very scary and the reveal is great all of this it's it's very very dark Um, how do you
1: feel about when geppetto and figaro and cleo before monstro starts eating the tuna and they're all starving to death
0: yeah that is (laughs) how do you feel about that i mean yeah like we talked about it last week these early disney movies are Way darker than people remember. (laughs) Even I feel like that we remember. Yeah. Yeah, they're starving to death. And Geppetto's like, oh, well, I am sad because we are going to die of starvation. Yeah. Which is also kind of funny because I feel like if you get eaten by a whale, a lot of things are going to kill you before starvation. We have yeah. no food, That's this is the only problem with us being inside the whale. Everything else about it is pretty chill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then Pinocchio finally finds his father. And as with most of the scenes with Geppetto, he reacts to Pinocchio like, oh, of course I knew you were there, and then is surprised by it. Like, this ha- is, a, is a thing that happens with Geppetto all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When he's first, when Pinocchio's first alive... Pinocchio's like I can talk, and he's like, No, you can't, Pinocchio. <laughs> and now Pinocchio's like, Father, it's me. And Geppetto's like, Wait till I keep catching these fish. Don't bother me. Oh wait, yes. it's you.
0: <laughs> and, and once they escape, Monstro, they do that a third time with. No, Pinocchio, you're dead. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Now lie, lie down. down. <laughs>
1: Made me laugh so hard,
0: (laughs) and yeah, all the monstro stuff. Both when Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket are running from him the first time and get eaten, and then again when they're escaping. Like these are big action set pieces, and you know I can't deny them. I was a little checked out of the movie at this point because clearly
1: Mm. I had not been
0: loving it up to here. So even so,
1: we don't have any more Honest John.
0: I was kind of feeling like this is great, but it's too little, too late. Also, yes, uh, it shouldn't be monstro; it should be Honest John, but. It is really good, and Pinocchio is the one who saves the day, because yep. he realizes that if they light a fire, it will make Monstro sneeze.
1: Mm-hmm. And here's where I think he gets brave and unselfish. Right. I feel like, at the end, he only has two out of three.
0: <laughs> What's the third one again? Truthful. I mean, he never lies to anyone.
1: Well, he only lies that one time. That's true. But he tells a ton of lies that one time, and he barely apologizes for them. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> He only apologizes for them so that she'll make his nose small again. So, I don't know. I guess it's true. I didn't think about that. That
0: is the only time he lies and does the nose thing. Which is like what people remember from this movie and this story. Or
1: about Pinocchio. You know, you tell a lie, yeah. your nose will grow. It's very true. But he's not really in any other situations where he might lie, I right? guess. I mean, it's not like Geppetto... I mean, no, even wait. when Geppetto this is asks when- him about his donkey ears and tail, he doesn't explain them. So he doesn't lie, but he doesn't tell the truth either. It's true.
0: Geppetto's like, what is with your ears? What have they done <laughs> to my sweet baby boy? <laughs> and he's like, I've got a tail, too. Yeah. And Geppetto's like,
1: oh, I guess that explains it. No further questions, your honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he-, he doesn't actually tell the truth well, you see, instead of coming home, I went to Pleasure Island where I learned all these wonderful, um, terrible things to do.
0: <laughs> but Pinocchio, he not only saves the day, but he kind of sacrifices himself for Geppetto, yes. gets yes. himself heard. This is where he's unselfish. Yes. And uh, the Blue Fairy's like, congratulations, you got, well, you got two out of three, but that's good enough for me.
1: (laughs) Real boy.
0: You're a real boy now, and you look pretty much the same as you did before, because that one animator decided that you should look like a regular (laughs) boy, even when you're a puppet. So this visual is kind of removed of its power. Anyway, bye. No more Honest
1: John. Oh, I think he's cute as a real boy, though. (laughs) I think he's a cute little boy. Sure, he's a cute little puppet. I think he's cuter as a boy. (laughs) Mom thinks humans are cuter than puppets.
0: You heard it here first. (laughs) Only the hottest of hot takes. Here on me, Mom and the Mouse. And then, having done nothing at all, helpful to the movie in any way, Jiminy Cricket leaves (laughs) and is rewarded with his 18-carat gold badge and sings
1: When You Wish Upon a Star, and that's it. That's the end of the movie, really. The end of Pinocchio. You'd think Pinocchio wouldn't need him as a conscience anymore now that he's a real boy and has his own. I mean, yeah, I I don't think he needed Jiminy Cricket at the beginning. I don't think (laughs) Jiminy
0: Cricket was helpful at any point in this movie. (laughs) He gets rewarded. Is that fair? <laughs> I ask you members of the jury Jiminy Cricket should uh, be sentenced Is what I'm saying He should be charged and sentenced I don't know for what For
1: egregious flirtation I'm not that bothered by Jiminy Cricket <laughs>
0: Jiminy Cricket should be tried in the Hague. <laughs> Um I'm Alrighty. being ridiculous I'm being hyperbolic folks Yes you are Let's talk about the sequels spin-offs, remakes, rides and reboots That came out of this movie Yep. So as with many of these older movies, many of these Golden Age movies, there's not a lot.
1: There are several other movies of Pinocchio, as you pointed out, the Roberto Bonini one. Yes, there Um, are.
0: Put a pin in that for a moment. (laughs) We'll come back to that. Uh, Pinocchio's characters show up at the Disney parks. There is a ride, Pinocchio's Daring Journey. There is a restaurant, Pinocchio Village House. I've actually eaten there
1: several times.
0: How is it? It's good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> You've eaten there too
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it was, you know, park food delicious. Although the Disney food is usually pretty good
1: Yeah, it was pretty good And of course there's Monstro on the uh, Storybook Land ride
0: Yep, Pinocchio got a Disney on Ice show I don't know if you care about Disney
1: on ice. No, that's one of those things I was interested in as a kid. But as when I got to be an adult and I could actually afford to go, I was like, eh, I don't care. He's on ice, though. <laughs> there were a
0: couple of video games that nobody knows about. They don't exist. Hmm. Uh, Pinocchio also shows up in the Kingdom Hearts games. Are you aware of Kingdom Hearts, Mom?
1: I am aware of it. I've never actually played it, but I have heard of it. And he is also, of course, on the Once Upon a Time show.
0: A lot of people really like that their Kingdom Hearts
1: Mm-hmm. good for them <laughs>
0: there was going to be a direct-to-video sequel much like the snow white one that was canceled when john lasseter took over disney tunes and <laughs> was like nope we're not doing that direct-to-video garbage anymore please and thank you
1: yeah i can't imagine what they would do especially because if they do a sequel he's a real boy and so you can't do the iconic Pinocchio puppet look. So they would have had to do one of those, like, not a not a sequel or a prequel, but a like, here's a day you didn't get to see. <laughs> Let me tell in you. In the actual movie. When
0: you say you don't know what they would do for a sequel, put a pin in that as well. Oh no. And there is going to be a live action adaptation. I gotta tell you, I have a lot of disdain for these <sighs> Disney live action adaptations. This one sounds a little interesting. Oh. It's being directed by Robert Zemeckis. Uh And it's being written by Zemeckis himself and Chris Weitz, who, if nothing else, Mom, you know as one of the writers of Rogue One.
1: Uh, Okay, yes.
0: Very good movie that we both like very much. Yeah. So, listen, I'm not saying it's going to be good, but clearly, (laughs) I don't feel like this is, you know, a timeless classic that shouldn't be remade. Yeah. That's an interesting team to work on it. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Who think knows? they'll keep Jiminy Cricket or kill him off in the first act. <laughs> <laughs> he gets crushed
0: by a hammer, yes. We're bringing it back to its roots.
1: When you wish upon a... us... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, those are kind of the highlights. Nothing too much to talk about. I was like, oh, is there not going to be much to this segment? But then I discovered Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night.
1: Okay. Have
0: you heard of Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night?
1: No, I have
0: not. This was a 1987 animated movie released by New World Pictures and created by Filmation. And it was reverse engineered from We Want to Make a Sequel to Disney's Pinocchio with all of the serial numbers sanded off. (laughs) It is. Very blatant about that. It is very much trying to be a sequel to that movie. Yeah. And it is also very much, though, like, but we don't use the same design, and we don't use Jiminy Cricket, and we, like, just barely, you know, again, it's like really.
1: You probably changed the color of Pinocchio's clothes or something, right?
0: Actually, the design of Pinocchio is very strange in this movie. Let me go ahead and send you the poster. You can see that. But it's so obviously intended to be a sequel to the Disney movie that Disney actually sued Filmation for copyright infringement, but they lost because the Pinocchio characters were in the public domain. And again, they were very careful to just barely not make it the Disney designs.
1: He's definitely a puppet again, though.
0: Well, here's the thing. This movie, I did not get to watch all of it. Oh, you watched some of it? It is- let me tell you about this movie. It is free on Tubi, free (laughs) on YouTube, and free on Amazon Prime. And let me tell you, those of you who are not connoisseurs of trash like me, free on Amazon Prime- Nine times out of ten means it is a wretched object. <laughs> I'm very disappointed I could watch the whole thing. This is one of the strangest films I think I've ever seen. <laughs> the audio quality, first of all, 1987, right? Uh-huh, yeah. The yeah. audio quality of this movie is so bad. It sounds like if you tried to record this podcast with your laptop mic instead of your actual studio mic. Like, (laughs) it is garbage. And the songs, like, whenever they hit a high note, the singers are okay, but the audio quality just, like, hurts your ears.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And they turn it into, like, this epic fantasy. I kind of want to go through the whole story, but here's the problem. The Wikipedia synopsis for this...
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which is very much a Wikipedia synopsis that is, like... Cutting it down to its bare bones uh-huh. Is nine
1: paragraphs long Apparently a lot happens They were trying to make up for the fact That in the Walt Disney Pinocchio Not a lot happens Yes
0: <laughs> Broadly First of all there's no Jiminy Cricket mm-hmm. Because he's gone as the conscious Instead a bumblebee named Lieutenant Grumblebee
1: <laughs>
0: Who is a like Full metal jacket Drill sergeant Riff Plus, a wooden glowworm that Pinocchio made, who is named G. Willikers, and voiced, by the way, by Don Knotts. <laughs> Those two act as his conscience.
1: Apparently they know Pinocchio needs more than one. He's that bad. And the movie starts
0: off kind of normal. Kind of like you would expect. Pinocchio, like, goes to this carnival. It's run by a guy named Puppetino, O.K., <laughs> uh, and because he, like, runs off and joins the carnival, the Blue Fairy starts turning him back into a puppet because it's like, oh, your freedom's conditional.
1: Yeah, I guess it is like that in the uh, Once Upon a Time TV show. If he's not being brave, truthful, and unselfish, he does turn back into a puppet.
0: But then, in order to become a human again, he does not have to be brave and truthful and unselfish. He instead has to retrieve a jeweled box. So he goes off on a pirate ship, and it becomes this high fantasy movie. They fight a giant (laughs) barracuda. He teams up with the carnival owner. They find this ship called the Empire of the (laughs) Night. They take a ride to the jewel box. They have to go to a cursed cavern and someplace called the Neon Cabaret. Mm Mm-hmm. Pinocchio drinks from a fountain of green liquid that causes him to hallucinate and black out. I I feel like I'm having a fever dream. He runs into this floating four-armed demon who calls himself the Emperor of the Night. He wants Pinocchio Uh to sign a contract that will make him a puppet again, because that will weaken the Blue Fairy to death. Uh Pinocchio gets betrayed by Puppetino and discovers that the jewel box he was looking for actually contains Geppetto's soul which has been shrunk to fit into a box, he signs the contract with the demon, he turns back into a living puppet, then... Pinocchio is surrounded by a blue aura, the light of the good fairy. He has a fight with the emperor. They shoot bolts of flame at each other. Pinocchio transforms into a blue shining orb and plunges into the emperor's flaming figure, destroying him and his ship. <laughs> and then he's a real boy again.
1: Um, I think they wanted to make a different movie. <laughs> I think they
0: wanted to make like 14 <laughs> different movies.
1: I'm not sure why they felt like they needed it to be Pinocchio.
0: (laughs) If you're like me, and one of your favorite things to do with a group of friends is get together, get a little alcohol, and watch a truly terrible movie and riff on it, (laughs) I think you will be very pleased by Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. It is truly (laughs) insane. The cast also includes Ed Asner, Tom Bosley, and James
1: Earl Jones what i've heard of a lot of these people i mean
0: <laughs> these people got must've... no business
1: whatsoever right, being in, being this, in movie.
0: this trash it cost 10 million dollars to make and it and made 3 million dollars <laughs> <at the box. laughs> not what you would call a success and now you can watch it for free on amazon prime
1: Or not, you know, you can choose. Yeah,
0: you can also not. (laughs) That's a good decision you could
1: make.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I thought we weren't going to have any, like, spinoffs to talk about this week, and instead we had. (sighs) We might have blown the craziest spinoff we'll ever talk about on
1: the second. (laughs) 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 Oh my word, weird.
0: So, as much as I would love to do another two hours on Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night, (laughs) no. We have two questions we ask each other at the end of the show.
1: Yep. Would you recommend it?
0: It's good that I'm going first because clearly my answer is obvious. I would not recommend this movie. I don't hate it. Let me be clear. Uh And if you're a Disney completionist, it's fine. It's 90 minutes. It's a visual treat for the eyes. It's pretty watchable. You're good. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anyone else. I think it's a little boring. I think it loses some of the spark of the original book. I think there are better film adaptations of it that you can watch. Would you recommend this movie?
1: Um, I think like you say for people who are completionists, um I would recommend it for some of the interesting techniques they used. Um, you know, oh, you know, check out the way they did the blue fairy and that underwater scene, so cool and all the fun music boxes, but mm-hmm. story-wise, I don't know that I would recommend it either. It's not gonna be on the oh you you need to watch a disney movie put this one on your list (laughs) no yeah
0: yeah now mom would you show this movie to a child
1: i don't think i would show this to a very young child um, because there would have to be a lot of discussion related to it um, this is definitely not one I would be like, let's just put this in your, you can watch it whenever you want, pile mm-hmm. It would definitely be more of a, when you're older, 10 or up, potentially. We'll watch it together as a family and we'll talk about it.
0: Now, do you feel like that's because it's kind of dark and scary? Or do you feel like that's because it shows so much immorality? Do you feel like it's a... Like when VeggieTales did the bunny song, (laughs) which was a really catchy song about all the bad stuff you should never do. Uh And they had to be like, don't sing the bunny song. It's bad.
1: (laughs) I think it's more the not wanting to have to explain about the smoking and the drinking and all the immorality and the things they're doing and why they're bad and what's going on here. I mean, I saw it when I was younger. I don't. I think I probably would have been at least 10. But again, I think it would have to have a lot of conversations to be like, you don't get to be this way. <laughs> don't behave like this um, cricket. that you- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're like the cricket specifically. He's a very bad example.
0: Sure. I had not thought about it from the like morality perspective of it. Um, which makes sense i am not a parent again it's a little weird (laughs) that i answer this question for me i feel like i was thinking more of the scariness factor and i feel like if your kid has a strong moral center and if you're having those conversations with them i feel like i still don't know if i'd recommend it to a kid i know for a lot of kids there are movies where they watch most of the movie but there's a part they can't handle for me the little mermaid i could happily watch it up until the sea witch transforms and then it's like, nope. And that's the end of the movie. Right now. <laughs> um, and I, uh. I know kids whose parents will skip the beginning of finding Nemo. Right. Uh-huh. And just watch the rest of the movie yeah. or the beginning yeah. of up. Uh-huh. Um, This is kind of the same way where I feel like in terms of the scariness factor, a kid could probably get through most of this, but Monstro is going to be a problem.
1: Yeah, and I suspect that would be why we didn't bother trying to get it when you were younger, because I wouldn't have remembered everything else, but I would have remembered how scary Monstro was, and I don't think I would have been comfortable showing it to you when you were younger, uh, since you did tend to be scared of things like that.
0: Oh, no question, I would be having nightmares about Monstro. Again, like
1: the Sea Witch, it's like a big thing. Yeah.
0: And I was scared of the Burn bug's life.
1: Gigantic. A big,
0: a gigantic enemy is a problem. It was certainly a problem for me. I feel like that's a problem for a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And Monstro's extra scary on top of that. So, yeah, just no good. On that note, I feel like that was a good little episode. Maybe a little, you know, very gently contentious. I think that's okay. We don't have, there's <laughs> yep. no reason for us to have to agree on every movie because for it sure. is still always fun to talk about these with you.
1: Yep. And it's fun to watch them in order. I didn't even realize here we've only seen two of them and I didn't realize how many parallels and things I would already be seeing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll, of course, be back next time for another movie that came out in 1940. Another movie that was supposed to be released after Bambi, but got released before, Fantasia.
1: Fantasia, one of my favorites. I'm looking forward to that one.
0: All right. I don't remember it that well, so I'm very excited <laughs> to revisit it with that uh, with that strong recommendation. And until next time, I'm me. I'm Mom. And it all started with a mouse.